Hello, and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from a church past. I'm your host, Laura. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. Hello everyone, I have a new adventure to share with you. Last weekend, I visited the Lee Summit Historical Museum in downtown Lee Summit, Missouri. I need to pause here and say that Lee Summit's historic downtown is absolutely adorable. So cute. It has that classic historic downtown vibe that I love, which is not like Kansas City's downtown Um, which although many and I think most of the buildings are original and it is walkable, it doesn't have that vibe. And I think for me at least, it's because KC's downtown is full of skyscrapers and not local businesses. There's actually a lot of chains down there. However, Lee Summit downtown has the short one to two story buildings that are original. And as far as I could see, they were all local shops and restaurants. So that's excellent. Love a good local business. It was cold that day and <laughs> Laura had forgotten her coat because I didn't realize it's going to be that cold. So I didn't actually explore as much of the downtown as I would have liked, but two of my closest friends actually live in Lisa, but they live exactly three minutes away from the museum. I stopped by their place after my adventure and they're like, we have a museum? Yes, please go visit the museum. <laughs> Um, but the three of us are going to go Christmas shopping on Small Business Saturday in downtown Lee Summit, so uh, hopefully you get a chance to explore more next weekend. So I met Sue Hart at the museum. I believe her title is Museum Coordinator, and she gave me a guided tour of their exhibit space with the assistance of, I want to say her name was Brenda or Deborah from the gift shop. And then my tour was completed by Dr. Fred Grogan, the chair of the board for the Lee Summit Historical Society, which actually runs the museum. Dr. Grogan also gave me a special tour of their storage area and work area down in the basement, and then sat down with me for an interview, which will be available to my patron supporters today. Um, the behind-the-scenes tour was really cool. I really enjoyed that. And a lot of the issues he was telling me about that they deal with, I'm like, you know what? I have something similar that I deal with at the Black Archives. And it's really nice to hear that I'm not alone in that. And then there were other things that they have to deal with that I'm like, I don't have to deal with that. And I'm really grateful that I don't. (laughs) So, um, you know, always good to make that connection and um, just to, yeah, to have that comparison and to know that you're not alone. Um, but we had a really great conversation. So my patron supporters, or those of you who are not, you need to become them. Um, you will really enjoy that episode, I think. So this is a small museum. It's located in Lee Summit's historic downtown, as I said before, and is located directly across the street from the train station. The building was originally a post office built by the WPA. That's the Works Progress Agency. Do I have that right? Um, It was a Great Depression-era program created by the New Deal to create jobs for Americans in the 1930s and 40s. 
Um, this building was built in 1939. So once that was pointed out to me, I was like, oh yeah, I can totally see this. The outside looks very much like a post office. And it stayed the post office until the 1960s. Then it became City Hall um, until, I think you said, the 1990s. Then it belonged to Rediscover Mental Health for a time. Um, by the time the building was renovated in the early 2010s, it had been sitting vacant for several years. The city of Lee Summit currently owns the building. They paid for the renovation. Um, don't remember how much he said it was, but definitely over a million dollars. And it was a part of a larger downtown renovation of streets and pipes and all of that stuff. Um, they, the city, rent the building to the Historical Society for $1 a year so that they can have their museum. And I love this for them. I love when local governments are supportive of local history institutions and partner with them. The city also does give them some money for their budget every year, but um, they raise a lot of their money through grants and donations like every other museum. So the Historical Society began in 1974, and that means that 2024 is their 50th anniversary, just like the Black Archives. They are still a small organization. The board and volunteers run the museum. Sounds like they have a robust volunteer base, which also love for them. Um, but that means that they don't have paid staff, which is not uncommon for small local institutions. And because they don't have paid staff, that means that they're only open for three days a week. They, they just can't afford to be open anymore. People, even if they're volunteering, you know, they still have jobs and lives elsewhere. Um, and they're open from 10 a.m. to, I think it was 4 p.m., and that's uh, Friday through Sunday. I do not have any pictures from the inside of the museum to share with you, because one of their policies is no photography. Such a policy is not common, but it's not unheard of. Even though it is actually still a small space, they fit a lot in there, and they tell multiple stories. They did a really good job of organizing the space so that it does not feel like it's just a room crowded with as many objects as possible. It's not. Uh, kudos to them for that. They begin with a small segment on how the city was founded, how it got its name, not named after generally, even though that's um, the common assumption. It was named after... Uh, let me see real quick here. What is his name? So it was begun by a man called William Howard. Nope. Back up. Had that wrong. William Howard is the grandson. Okay. I don't have his first name. So Mr. Howard started Lee Summit. And he wanted to name it after his deceased wife. But the post office is like, hey, we already have a city with that same name. Also in Missouri. This is too confusing. Please pick something else. So then he decided to name it after his deceased friend, Dr. Lee. And Dr. Lee's name was spelled L-E-A, which is not common. Um, but when the post office was, like, getting all their paperwork and whatnot together, you know, originally they did spell it correctly, but very quickly it became L-E-E. -E. So there you go. That's the story in a nutshell. Where was I in my notes? Okay, how it got its name. 
Um, they also talk about the Native American tribes that called Missouri home before settlers arrived. Primarily the Osage lived in this area. Then they have a small exhibit about the old 1940s Art Deco style movie theater, Vogue. And I think this is my favorite section. The building is apartments now, but they put the original marquee up last year, which is really cool. Um, Sue said that it's actually not far from the museum, so maybe we can swing past it next week. They have several artifacts from the theater. They have one of their lights. It's lit up. It's really pretty cool looking. They have one of the original popcorn machines. And if I'm remembering correctly, she said that it was powered by oil and gas. I'm not 100% sure on that, that I have that right. Uh, but however she said it was, it was unique. I've, I've never heard of that particular power source for a popcorn machine before. And they have one of the original screen cranks to, you know, raise and lower the, the screen. They go on to discuss the Civil War a bit, particularly Order Number 11, which if you haven't listened to my archaeology episode with, oh, sorry, if you have, if you have listened to my archaeology episode with Dr. Rob last year, then you will recognize General Order Number 11. For those of you who have not, um... Union troops ordered all the citizens in Jackson County, Bates, and the northern half of Vernon County to GTFO because they were going to go scorched earth policy and try to prevent Confederate troops from accessing any of the resources in those areas. And they 100% did. There was like 1% or less of families that stayed. Everyone else hightailed it out of there. And again, it's like 1% of those families that left returned. But almost nobody returned because there was literally nothing to return to. About the only thing that survived these fires were the stone chimneys. They also talk about the Younger family. Does anyone know the name Cole Younger or recognize the Younger gang? The Youngers were a prominent and actually turns out fairly wealthy family pre-Civil War. Post-Civil War. Not so great, like most folks. Um, and the younger boys went on to become outlaws and rode with Jesse James and his gang. So that's a name that I know y'all know. Someday I'm going to cover these two groups and it's going to be wild. I'm very much looking forward to that day. They then have a wall and actually a really cool interactive map on a touchscreen dedicated to agriculture in the area because... That's how Lee Summit got started. And they actually had some major producers in the area at various times. There's a section on local music celebs. That was unexpected, but cool. And I love how that was highlighting families in the area that are still there. And they're like, hey, you know, this dude's still alive. He comes back and visits once in a while. And not just... Oh, these are the historic major families that founded this city and have been dead for decades and decades, right? So I love that it's a modern local history section. Oh, uh, sorry, just lost my spot again. <laughs> um, they talk a little bit about the Long family because Longview Farm is in Lee Summit and the Long family were a BFD in Kansas City. Um, the various wars that America has been a part of, they tried to highlight soldiers who fought in those wars that are from Lee Summit. Uh, they have a section on the WPA, and um, that section is also where they have 
it's like a, a combo section. Um, they have historic kitchen appliances and um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, like pots and pans. I thought maybe there was like a more general term, but we'll just go with pots and pans. And um, Dr. Grogan was like, yeah, this is constantly our, our most favorite um, area, at least that we hear about from volunteers and visitors. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. Because when kids are coming, they're like, oh my gosh, this is stuff that I almost recognize. And I used to look like that. What? Um, at least that's the reaction that we had when I worked at the Leavenworth County Historical Museum. And they end with a temporary rotating exhibit space. Um, it's very small. There's actually no artifacts on exhibit in that panel. Um, or sorry, in that section. They just have little informational panels. But, you know always good to have a temporary rotating exhibit so that you can have something fresh and new for people to come see. Speaking of the Long family, going back for a hot second, um, I visited the Kansas City Museum. Sorry about that. My recording equipment stopped recording for a minute. Alright, so I was saying I visited the Kansas City Museum last month. This was originally the home of the Long family, and I still owe y'all that mini-sode, but I keep getting derailed. At this rate, you're probably not going to get it until December. But that's great. That means, you know, you have something to listen to next month. So the Lee Summit Museum has a website and a Facebook page if you want to check them out. They don't have any of their social media pages that I could find. If you Lee Summit, um, try that again. If you live in Lee Summit or the Greater Kansas City area, but especially if you live in Case Lee Summit, great. I've been doing so good now. I'm starting to get tongue tied. I really recommend that you go visit. It's worth the visit. Um, you know, this is local history. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there that I had no idea about, and I'm betting that most uh, Lee Summit Summit. Okay, I don't know what you guys call yourselves. Um, citizens of Lee Summit. I bet most of you don't know the, the information in the museum either. So um, it's $5 to get in, which I forgot to mention earlier. It's great. Please do so. They also have a bi-monthly lecture series on various local history topics that are given by other um, museum curators, librarians, historians, archivists, etc. from the area. I don't see one listed for December, so my guess would be that they're taking a break during the busy holiday season, and then we'll resume the series in January. Um, I'm looking forward to checking that out and learning some more about other, um, other historical topics from this area. And so I hope to see some of you there. Thank you for joining me today on this adventure. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you go visit the Lee Summit Historical Museum. If you are not currently a financial supporter of the show and you enjoy the show, I hope that you will become a financial supporter. You, There are several ways you can do so. You can subscribe to Homegrown KC or Red Circle. Nope, try that again. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash homegrownkc. There we go. Or redcircle.com slash homegrownkc. Or you can give a one-time donation at redcircle.com slash homegrownkc or at coffee.com slash homegrownkc. That's ko-fi.com. You can give as little or as much as you want, even as little as $1 a month. 
Once you sign up, create an account, subscribe to the show, you will be charged that day and then on the first of every following month. And if you become a monthly supporter, you get three things. One, you get an item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less. You get a shout out on every episode and social media post. Thank you for continuing to support me, Joan and Bjorn. And lastly, you get access to exclusive bonus content featuring other local historians, archivists, and museum curators. Everyone who simply donates will receive a shout out on the next available episode, but you do not get access to that bonus content and you do not get anything from the merchandise store. Additionally, if you give a donation on coffee, 1% automatically goes to help fight climate change, which is something I'm passionate about. Another way you can support me, support me, I was doing so good, y'all, is you can send me stars on Facebook. Um, the way I understand it is you buy a star and it's like $1 a star and then whoever you give the star to, a portion of that dollar goes to them. If you cannot support me monetarily, totally fine, I get it. You can still support me by liking, following, subscribing to my Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Tumblr pages, and my YouTube channel. I'm Homegrown KC on all of them. And make sure to tell your friends and family about me. You know, word of mouth is how I get new listeners. And make sure to rate and review me wherever you listen, particularly on Apple Podcasts. You can visit my website for additional information on every topic. That's homegrownkc.wordpress.com. And that is the only place where you can sign up for my newsletter. Once a month, you'll get an email that says here's what's new and upcoming, what you can look forward to. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or episode suggestions, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on any of my social media networks. If you want to see more merchandise is available, go to zazzle.com slash store slash homegrown underscore kc underscore store. That's www.zazzle.com slash store slash homegrown underscore store. Got a lot of stuff on there. I'm hoping to get some new stuff on there soon, and currently everything is 20% off. Thank you goes out to my talented sister-in-law, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo. To the Dear Misses for the use of their song, Kansas City, as the intro and outro music of every episode. To local libraries, which enabled me to gather all my research. Special thank you to Dr. Grogan and Sue from the Lee Summit Historical Society Museum, and a special thank you to you, listeners. Cheers. seem to shake this feeling and i can seem to get you off my mind i've lost my nerve forever and i know that it's now or never trying to see this through dire loose ends up with bow and start anew we could talk through the nights on